What's happening, everyone? And welcome back to not just another episode, but season two of the Beautiful Hustle podcast. I'm here with my friend Jessica Saunders. Well, hello there, Philip Procopio. Can you believe we're in season two of our podcast? We made it to season two. Yes. I knew we would enjoy this and we would love it, but... It is even more rewarding yes. than I anticipated it being. I am having so much fun with this. And even the times where I'm like, ugh, I don't want to record. Once we start doing it, I'm so into it. I totally agree. There's like a recorder's high. I've mentioned this before. It's like yeah. a runner's high that yes. you and I don't know anything about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we do know all about that recorder's high. And it, yes. we've met so many amazing people in season one. Yes. Um, that we've admired, that we've looked up to, um, that I just can't even yeah. wait to see what season two brings us. And there's just, I mean, we've had so many guests that A, would never have known about or met or had the opportunity to have any sort of conversation with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm just so heading into the new year. I'm so grateful for all these opportunities and so excited to see what's going to happen. Yep. I I couldn't agree more. Well, today's episode is all about New Year's vibes. Mm. So we're going to talk a little bit today about um, our strategies, our game plans, our visions, our hopes and dreams, our goals for 2021, um, and kind of dive into a little bit more of our personal side of things as well as the professional. So how are you feeling about going into 2021? This is a few days before the new year. Um, this is airing on like January 4th. Yep. So our first episode, um, we just got off with Virginia Meyer. So we had three days of really awesome conversation with her. How are you feeling about everything? Like- yeah, I am feeling really hopeful and really mm. excited. Um, I am not somebody who likes to make a lot of New Year's resolutions. Same. Not because I don't want to do things different, but because I am a huge advocate of what is the difference between December 15th, mm-hmm. 3rd, 27th, and January 1st. Yeah. Like I am a huge advocate of starting things right now. Um, and one of the things that I have caught myself up and you and I talked about this the other day is wanting to do so much Mm -hmm. that we almost like overwhelm everything and nothing is sustainable. So for me this year, like I look at this year with small incremental changes that are sustainable and that enhance the value of my life. Like I, okay. Quote. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's everything we have today. That's all the advice you need for your entire life. Thanks, everyone. Well, prior to 2020, for the last 11 years, I have been out of town and traveling Mm. Tuesday through Friday of every single week. Like in my, I started with um, Estee Lauder Companies under Aveda when I was 23 years old. Wow. And so like for the last 11 years of my life, I've been on the go traveling. And so I've managed relationships and done things in a different way. Mm. And so 2020 was the first time in as an adult that I was home all the time and that I got to see things through a different lens and that I got to prioritize my family Mm. and my health. And um, I learned new ways of working and new ways of 
doing things that create the same level of mm-hmm. impact, um, but without having to compromise the latter side so significantly. I don't know that I'll yeah. ever go back to the way it was before. I'll certainly yeah. go back to traveling for work again someday, but I don't think my pendulum will ever swing yeah. that far. And I think that's the, like, if there is something good out of 2020, that would be, it, it, I from talking with clients and team members and friends, that's the big thing is like, it really has shaken everyone's version of normal and what we've been doing and reevaluating what really is important. Like you really, when you're stuck at home or like even me this year moving and then being in quarantine, not quarantine because we're not in quarantine here, but being limited without my friends and family by my side, like I've been so dependent on for almost 15 years, the Mm -hmm. same people, the same routines. It really has forced me to kind of look at things differently. And I know I love my friends and family, but I did not realize until I was away from them Mm -hmm. in a completely different city, out of my norm, how much I depended just for my own mental health and sanity, Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. And I think that as like the circumstances of the way we learned these lessons wasn't ideal. I don't know how else we would have been shocked into a new way of thinking so quickly and so efficiently. And I think that we naturally tend to take the path of least resistance. So again, for me, like it was easier to just be busy and Mm -hmm. like keep traveling and keep going to salons because I knew I could get results that way. But when you are kind of taken out at the knees and you're handicapped with like what you're naturally good at and you're forced to become good at something else, that skill set now has like elevated me as a professional to a level that I'm not sure how else I would have been able to get there. Well, and I think a lot of people uh, like yourself, you're, you're saying, cause we've heard this like with millennials, especially our generation, um, work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And that's always mm-hmm. like this unobtainable distant dream of really balancing work and life. And I think being forced into this situation showed people, but companies that it isn't this like idealistic m- millennial, uh, nod of some, something that we could do, couldn't do a lot of like Mm -hmm. big companies and bosses would think, Oh, you know, that's such a millennial thing and that's not really needed and or possible. And now people are saying, Oh, I've been home. I've tasted it. I've been home. I'm with my family. I am still getting work done. Like companies are realizing you can still do these things. Obviously if you can be home, like in our industry, that's not as possible behind the chair, but you can be home. You can have a balance of work and life and come out happier on the other end and still have efficient productivity, Mm -hmm. still have profit um, and be happy at the end of the day and feel mentally better. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And as cliche as this saying is, like, work smarter, not harder. Yeah. This was a big year of me learning that because I have always been somebody who, like, I will do anything to do a good job. I will work till two o'clock in the morning. I will travel till three in the morning. I have driven through the entire night to get to the next salon on time. Through blizzards. (laughs) Through blizzards. I've slept in my car at rest stops just so that I make sure I make it on time and that I'm delivering what I thought people were expecting of me. And those things were what I 
being busy and being like physically challenged by it, by the workload, to me felt like measurements of success of I am so dead, tired, exhausted, wiped. I did a good job. I'm really proud of that. Versus now I'm able to see like there was so much energy spent that didn't Mm. deliver results. And it's just like all of your ideas of how you work can be wiped away from your mind and um, you know, if, if I had new eyes today, yeah. what would the smartest person do? How would the smartest person design the way I can service a salon? Cause it certainly isn't the way I was doing it. So you are one you've, you're on the extreme of both ends. You were traveling so much and, you know, gone all the time to absolutely none of that, but still having to coach owners and businesses and work with teams where, what is it going to look like when everything goes quote unquote, normal. Yeah. I don't know that, um, going normal will never be going back to what it was. Yeah. I can tell you that much because the other thing that I think, and I'm speaking from my assumptions of what my company has learned. They Mm -hmm. have not said this. I'm not speaking on behalf of them. This is my experience with it. I think they've also learned that we can impact a salon's business by coaching them and supporting them in a different way. Um, where in the past, like, for example, I've always gone to every salon monthly Yeah, and I, again, my territory is spread throughout four different States. So it's big. Well, and that's a very unique thing about your territory is it is physically, physically big, huge. Yeah. So I would always know no matter what I'm going to be in front of every single team member I in within my territory at least once a month. Yeah. So I could kind of bank on that and that I didn't have to do a lot behind the scenes to maybe nurture those relationships. Mm-hmm. Cause when I showed up, um, that's where my strengths live mm. in connecting with people physically and engaging them in the brand by being in person. Yeah. Um, and I think that the expenses that I've incurred in running my territory that way are, are unnecessary. Yeah. I think I can connect with people and I can business coach to them and I can strategize with them remotely mm-hmm. and do something that is more value, more impactful, like in the form of events, in the form of hands-on trainings yeah. when I'm in salon. There's no reason in having an in-person meeting. anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I'm not saying there's no reason, but... I can get just as much out of that meeting if we're on Zoom than if we're in person and it doesn't cost my travel budget. I am telling you, I wish. Zoom, we invested. I wish last January I would have just poured everything into Zoom. I know. Ugh. I know. Because like you said, even after this is done. We're never going back. Zoom is still, I mean, like the Aveda events. Yeah. We're definitely going to go back to live events. I mean, this world, I think, also has learned we need mm-hmm. human interaction. We need to touch other people. We need to be near other people. Just not as much as we thought, maybe. Yeah. But, like, we, I would never have gotten tickets to these jams. Totally. I, most people wouldn't. I mean, like, Color Jam, I remember looking down at the screen because I could see how many people were watching. And I was like, there's no way several thousand people would have gone to a four hour color jam in no. Miami. No. And now you have all this access to this or things like virtual education. It's so much more popular. And mm-hmm. while yes, I'm very excited to get back to in class as well. We've also learned like not all classes need to be in person. Yeah. We can, and it's more cost effective for the company to just buy a few online tickets versus sending someone or bringing an educator in. I mean, it's, I've helped organize so many educators come in and it's thousands 
of yeah. dollars. Which again, I tot- couldn't agree more. A time and place for both. Yeah. Um, but again, until it was eliminated from the option book of yeah, coming in physically, I don't think that we ever, I don't think people would have even signed up for a virtual jam No, until we they were, forced were to. introduced to the virtual way yeah. of doing. And then, you know, now they're doing things that way. Well, I remember when the very first quarantine in Montana, we had six weeks, the, pretty much the whole nation went down and Aveda came out with all these classes. And I even did some online as well as teaching for institutes and did some for our territory. And at first I was like, there's no way this is going to catch on. This is so, I hate this. It was, I could not do it. And now it's totally normal. That's what we do all day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love it. Well, I want to talk about some of our specific goals for a couple uh-huh. of reasons. Okay. Um, one, I want to hear your goals so I can support you. Okay. Two, I believe when you put things out there, mm-hmm. um, especially in public formats like a recorded podcast, um, that it holds you accountable. Yes. And then three, to also inspire people to yeah. look at some of the things they're working on and maybe they can join us on these journeys. Cool. So start with us. Um, let's talk personal first. Okay. Talk to me about some personal goals, what your personal journey for 2021 is going to look like. Oh, I have been thinking about this so much the past several days since we said we were going to do this. I, so this last month has been really hard on me. It's probably been the hardest month of this entire year. Um, Not because of like work and being busy, but just here where we are in our salon, we have been slammed since day one of coming back from quarantine in April. We had a couple other places closed. We brought on more employees. I started at this new salon and spa and it has been wild, like biggest numbers we have ever had. And I, it was a great year. Like everything's just been building. And then with the announcement of holiday or not announcement, but holidays coming and numbers are like this huge surge coming earlier than any, a lot mm-hmm. of people I know thought it was going to happen in January started happening in November. And I live in a, we live in a community that people take it more seriously than other areas yep. in our state. And so we dramatically reduced quite a bit. Like we had many people being who called and had to cancel because of contact tracing or just trying to be more safe and don't want to come in. And we totally obviously respect that. And I even was upping my trying not to go out to stores as much Mm -hmm. as I could and doing only curbside and things like that. And, um, it took a toll. It was hard this month. And so I, one of my biggest goals is, um, just being away from friends and family really, once things start getting back to somewhat normal and things open and it feels safer to really, cause I'm in a new community. I always mm-hmm. I tell my friends like I was in home for Christmas and I was like, I have no friends. They I have, have I go, I have one friend, Jessica, <laughs> she has a baby and we like, we record or like I'll go to your house and that's literally everything I do mm-hmm. work, hang out with you, before we record and that's it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm single, mm-hmm. ready to mingle. So <laughs> So anybody out there So you know, I got my eye on a few people. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. I but, have my eye on a few people for you. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> but I really I it is 
I need to, and as extroverted as I am, Mm -hmm. I can be very introverted and shy. I know this is really hard for a lot of people to believe, but I used to be deathly shy when I was younger. I think it shows up in your personal life more. Yes. Like even when we like social hang, like not recording a podcast and when you come over and hang out at my house or something, um, that's when I see the more introverted side mm-hmm. of you versus I think the outgoing side of you comes from your expressions of your career. Yes. Well, and I'm, it's funny cause like put me in with a group of three people. I don't know. I will be the quietest person mm-hmm. until I get comfortable and, but put me in front of sing or speak in front of 3000 people. No Fine. problem. Yeah. I don't know what it, I, I get nervous, but I, yeah, so I really, it's going to take a lot for me this year to like get out there. I also don't drink really. Mm -hmm. Like if I drink, it is a drink. So to get out and socialize is kind of terrifying to me because I'm like, okay, A, that means I'm probably going to need to be going to bars. (laughs) Yeah. Out past 10 o'clock, which sounds awful right now. (laughs) In real pants with buttons. With real pants and buttons and like, so my personal goal is to really go outside of my comfort zone, build a social circle, build, get friends. Like I have friends now it's going to be like, okay, let's call them up. Let's do things. Let's go socialize. Yes. Like you've even, uh, this summer we're like, Hey, let's go to farmer's market and let's just like go walk around. And even that I'm like, oh, I'd rather There's so many cute boys at farmer's market. There are so many cute boys in this town. I was actually talking to one of the girls at the salon. I was like, is it me or is Bozeman just like way hotter than... I mean, I live here. uh, That's true. So, naturally. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I just personally, I'm really, it's, I'm trying to think of ways, but I need to like push myself outside of my comfort zone and make friends because I haven't had to make friends in 15 years. Yeah. I have thought about that um, before too. Like after you're out of school age, yeah. like how do you make friends? Yeah. Like at school, you're all, you know, you're naturally with people close to the same yep. age, probably close to the same yeah. interests. If you're in the same like university degree yeah. area yep. outside of that, it's like, it's really tough to start with the friendship circle. Unless it's work. Yeah. You have to work at making new friends. Yeah. And my last salon tons of friends you know yeah i'm those are all my friends back home in great falls here it's a little different because i went in with the mindset of i'm not here to make friends with my team right which i think is a smart boundary oh yeah i needed that because it definitely was a hindrance at my last law as Mm -hmm. much as i love them Mm -hmm. it was really hard to lead when they're your friends when they look at you as a friend and I look at them as a friend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so here I came, I'm like, these are not my friends. I want to be friendly and have friendships while at work Mm -hmm. and have relationship, but these are not people I'm going to be hanging out with on a regular basis outside of work. And this team is a lot younger than my last team. Yeah. You know this, like I am, some of them double their age, which is insane for me to think about, but I am much older than a lot of them. So I'm not, they're all at the, you know, they're their early 20s. So they're all doing what I was doing in my early 20s, going out till two or three in the morning when the bars were open. Now, not so much. Yeah. So that's my big personal goal. I love it. And obviously, I need to not be such a giant fat ass. (laughs) How I have a plan. It's It's a good plan. I need to do this before I turn 40. 
or else I will be getting stomach surgery. No, it's in a good Mexico. Plan. We're, we're going to Mexico with fit bods, not yes. to get the fit bod. Yes. Jess and I are actually around the same time, not together, have, not have to, but are going to Mexico uh, in the early summer. And so my goal is for the next five months to like hit hard, slowly, like you said, incremental, yep. inc- positive increases, yep. be ready by end of May, early June, and then have a- Speedo on the beach, baby. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Well, speedo on <laughs> I listen, I'm not going to get down that much, but I'm ready to call. I think what the kids are calling a hot girl summer. Oh, you know, I, I might that. stay out till 1030 <laughs> instead of 930. You crazy. What about you? What's your personal? Um. Okay. So I have two parts of it. Okay. The first one is to change my relationship with my body. Okay. Oh, that's an interesting way of stating it. Yes, because okay. here's here's my thought process. I am really good at extreme things, as you know. Yes. I can, like... Same. When I met my husband, I was like psycho CrossFit. Like, I, I ate hard-boiled eggs for lunch. My husband jokes all the time. When we <laughs> first, like the second time we hung out, we went and floated a river with a big group of friends, and I brought like a gallon Ziploc of hard-boiled eggs oh. that I was like smashing on the river. <laughs> And I was drinking like straight vodka because like I can't <laughs> handle any other calories. I was so not even a vodka water. Nope. Nope. So like I, and then I went to like this little, I'm bigger than I've ever been in my life and I'm very yeah. squishy and mushy. And so I'm like, I'm a big extremist. And what I've learned is that doesn't serve me well Yeah. Um, because I can do either, but I don't feel good. When yeah. I do either, and yes. I can't do them for the long run. Yes. And so I've recently had this like epiphany that the body I am living in is a result of the lifestyle that I live. Yeah. Which doesn't sound like a big epiphany, but for whatever reason, it clicked correct for me now. Mm-hmm. And if I want to have a different body, I have to live a different lifestyle. Mm. So instead of being like, oh, I fucking hate my body because I can't wear a crop top. Because I got my stomach looks like a brain after having a baby. <laughs> um, like okay. when we went to, I don't remember where we were. We were somewhere. I think we were in Mexico. By the way, it really does not look like it that. Does. We were somewhere and <laughs> someone was like, oh my God, you look so good. I can't believe you just had a baby. I'm like, you should see me naked. I look like a melted candle. <laughs> like, I am the wa- <laughs> I am the wax dripping down. The candle is my body oh my, naked. Well, at least you have the baby's excuse. I have <laughs> DoorDash as my excuse. <laughs> it, it's two years later. That excuse is come yeah. and freaking gone. So I love women. No, no shade, but... Women like eight years later. Yeah, baby weight. And I'm like, no, girl. Once your kid's in elementary, you, I don't think you can use that excuse. I totally agree. So I've had the paradigm shift of like, if this lifestyle I'm leading, living, which mm-hmm. gives me the body I have, which is like going out and eating with my husband a lot. We go out to eat quite a bit yeah. and having a glass of wine at night and like eating chocolate bars dipped in mayo, uh, uh. <laughs> which we did. Okay. For a challenge, but like eat, I love chocolate and sweets. It's totally cool. If I love those things, then this is the body that I get to have. Yeah. If I want a different body, then lifestyle things are going to have to change and the body will be the result of it. Yeah. Um, I can't like lead with the, oh, I hate my body, so I'm going to do this. Yeah. I have to lead with, 
this is the lifestyle I want because it provides me that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Am I Absol- explaining that okay? A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm totally in the same place. Like actually our friend Cassie and I were just talking about this and listen, I'm almost 40, which I am not old. I feel very young. It is shocking how young I feel. Like it's weird to be almost 40 and feel this way, but your body does change after 30. It is, yeah. it's very different. And so I need to do this before I turn 40 and it gets even worse. Yeah. But like you said, I have got to stop like fantasizing. Okay. If I do this crash diet with these pills right. and go to the gym like crazy, I can have this body instantly. And, or like if I lose two pounds a week, yeah. then in this many weeks I'll yeah. be there. And if I just stop eating this, this meal at it, like yes. stop, 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 stop. Yeah. And for myself, I need to be more realistic because whenever I start these, I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I want a hot bod. And those days are gone. (laughs) Those those days have been gone for a while. (laughs) And so I need to be realistic and I I don't want to be thin. And I I know the lifestyle I want. I don't want to be a gym head. I don't want to be at the gym six days a week. I don't want to have to calorie count every single thing and worry so because I think for someone who has been at this you know the challenges we've had it can get obsessive a hundred percent and so even if you haven't and you've always been thin and and fit it can definitely become obsessive and and some people love that they thrive on okay I'm gonna count my macros and weigh everything out that is just I don't want that but I do want to be comfortable. Yeah. I think if it's fun for you and if it's like, um, makes you happy, makes you feel yeah. fulfilled, but totally party on yeah. does not for me. No. My driving force is honestly, truly fashion. Like yeah. I hate, I like, I wear a size 10 right now and that is the, like, yeah. there's no such thing as high fashion yes. in that clothing. No. A- and it's not that I'm like, I want to fit into somebody else's version of beautiful. Yeah. I see these looks yeah. that I'm like, oh, I would love to wear that. Yes. And my body can't carry that look right now. Yeah. I'm not trying to get to some, like replicate someone else's yeah. look. It's the looks that I want to create with yes. my own body and my own vibe and my own feelings. Yeah. I, I can't comfortably do. And I just want to get to the point where I can comfortably express yes. myself in a way that I feel good. Yeah. It is totally about just feeling comfortable yes. in regular clothes yeah i am still in normal sizes like i can shop at target and and any store really um but i'm in an xl and that is it's painful to go shopping it doesn't feel good to put clothes on and i posted this thing on instagram i don't know if you saw it on my stories and it was like you know it's bad when you don't get morning skinny anymore (laughs) oh god that is so true So I just want to feel comfortable and with the prospect of like, not to get TMI, but the prospect of dating and meeting someone. (laughs) I want to feel comfortable in those moments. And I know, I know. If the guy is already going to be with me, I there's yeah, no yeah. hiding this. Like, you know, it's very clear what's underneath these clothes. But I just want to be comfortable and I want to feel in the moment, not so self-conscious by it i know like i said i'm never gonna be real thin again like i'm not i graduated high school and college at 135 i was very thin and so would i love to be back that yes but realistically i want to be able to go out 
you know, every, yeah. you know, on the weekend on Friday night or Saturday night and have a sushi roll and not feel bad or have something delicious and have a dessert. Yeah. So the rest of the time, I just need to be more moderate. Yep. Moderation. I think, yep. I think the magic sauce for me is somewhere smack dab in the middle. Yes. Somewhere between like the pleasures of the foodie in me that I yeah. love and the wino in me that yeah. I love, um, but also balancing out. I do love being active. I love working yeah. out um, and I like feeling strong and yeah. I want to be able to wear the right fashion. Yeah. So, yep. All those. The other personal goal I have is I am 34 right mm-hmm. now. I will be 35 in November. Okay. And I don't know if you know this or not, but 35 is considered a geriatric pregnancy. Oh. So I, as of I January, um, am actively trying to get pregos again. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I I'm, did know that part, but did, I did yeah, not. I, you know I, I didn't know the 35-year-old geriatric. Like, my God. Hey, asshole, pick a new name for it. <laughs> Seriously. It's like the senior citizen moms pull up on the, the side <laughs> door if you're 35. So, yeah, as of January, we are back in the baby Ooh. game, and I'm stoked. But now I wish I had that sound effect. <laughs> okay, stop. Stop too many. Um, yeah, so nice. that's that. Um, all right. So what I'm hearing is we are about to be in four to six months. <laughs> the hottest podcasters out there uh, mm-hmm. you better watch out yeah mm, we gonna be okay here we are we're gonna look you know what we're gonna look good on stage at congress yes we're put putting it out there. out there okay so then that pushed us into my next question okay what is a future goal for 2021 for you for this beautiful hustle mm. of ours Ooh, that is a good one um i think my goal would be to I, I love our format. I love, um, after all these interviews, I want us to be able to sit down and do more, not as many interviews as we've done in the last three months. I love the interviews and I, I want to have more of a balance of us talking and then interviews. Yeah, I agree. And I think that um, when we first started this, because again, we're three months old, mm-hmm. it's not like you know we've got years under yeah. our belt. <laughs> we were just so excited that anybody would yeah. get on board with our project that, yeah. um, you know, we were like grabbing every interview we could where now I think we're at the point that, um, we can kind of step back and look at the stories yeah. we want to tell and plug the interviews yeah. in to enhance that accordingly. Yeah. yeah. So my goal, I have three, one, two, uh, for us to do more conversations, mm-hmm. um, and engage with like for the listeners to engage with us in on these conversations. Mm-hmm. My favorite podcast. I was just listening one. And I was like, oh my god, I wish I was there so I can like tell them what I think. Is that the stiff socks? No. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Every episode you expose me. No one go look up that podcast. Trust me. Seventy three percent of our listeners are female. They do not want to hear this podcast. <laughs> wow. Every episode. Um, no, to con- have more conversations with just you and I. Because I, I mean, even off, uh, ca- not camera, contact yeah, or recording. recording, I love our conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I would like to branch out of Aveda more. Mm-hmm. I love Aveda. I I'm ride or die for Aveda for life. Um, but there are so many amazing artists and leaders within 
the salon and spa industry as a whole. So I'd like to really start reaching out to more and more people out of the brand. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And yeah. even when we were thinking about starting this podcast, I told my boss, um, I'm starting a podcast with one of my good friends, and we are not brand affiliated, yeah. which is a huge part of yes. our dream and our vision. Yeah. Although I work for Aveda and Estee Lauder companies, and I'm so grateful and I love them. The point of this podcast mm-hmm. is similar to like what Tatum Neal was talking about with Elevate Hair is kind of delete the brand from yeah. it because we all have the same experiences, challenges, yes. struggles, success. So yeah. I am a hundred percent gold starring that one that we yeah. need to step out. So I think Aveda was a little bit comfortable for us. Oh too. yeah. Um, that and we, we knew a lot of these yeah. people and we had the contacts for them. And so um, it's time to step out, yeah. kind of push ourselves a little more. I love yeah. that one. So yeah, there's a couple people I've been messaging. So we're trying to work out dates to get some other uh, brand ambassadors and people on social media who work with different brands. So hopefully those will be happening soon. Um, And then third goal, like for the podcast, but kind of personal, I just would love would be a Veda Congress. I either want to be on stage and do a live podcast or interview or be like outside of Congress in the market in the like red carpet area doing like live uh, interviews mm-hmm. with the people attending and artists or backstage doing something, something to that effect. I think that would be really, really a lot of fun. I a thousand percent agree with that one too. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. What are yours? What are um, your goals for the podcast? Okay. So I support all of yours <laughs> and will help get us there and in addition to those, mine are, I want to monetize yes. the podcast because those of you who don't know, we have invested all of our pretty pennies <laughs> into the podcast and we're currently not making anything back from it, Yeah, which the goal of the podcast was not to generate necessarily profit for mm-hmm. us. However, the reason I want to monetize the podcast is because I want us to be able in 2021 yeah. to rent a studio. Yeah. Um, we currently record in Philip's um, spare bedroom, <laughs> which is very generous of him to give us the space. And he has set it up. We have soundboards and all. It, it, it's very nicely set up. Yeah. But I would love for us to have an office where we can incorporate video. Yeah. Um, where we can... Ha- once COVID kind of goes away, we can have guests in Mm -hmm. to invite them into our space. So the reason I want to monetize it is not so I can get some dream bag, which someday will happen. I mean, that'd be nice. But But, to afford us a space that we can both like look at and like kind of physical manifestation of what our passion project is. Well, and it takes, it takes money for resources. Yeah. And if we're going to eventually go to video podcast as well, I, I mean, I'm love tech and I do all that side of this, but I can't do video and sound and all that at the same time. So we'll need to hire someone to produce. And hopefully the thing I, I hate the most is editing. We do very little editing, but if we do video, there is going to be a considerable amount Mm -hmm. more added on. And so yeah, it takes money. Yeah. So yeah. if literally, if we just break, we've both said this, if we just break even to be able to do that, rent the Wonderful. studio, hire someone to produce, and we take $100 home. Deal. Great. I'm in. I'm not here for the money. Yeah. But you and I, like you said, we're extremists. 
<laughs> so and bougie. Yeah. And I like tech. So I'm not we're not gonna record on an iPhone eleven. So why are you making eye contact with me again? I, well it's an XR. I was like, I wouldn't because you don't have an iPhone eleven. <laughs> this is an ongoing battle. I'm going to get a new phone. I am. She, she's literally been saying that since okay. we started this podcast. Okay. So then my next oh, goal. <laughs> oh, you don't like when you get exposed. Okay. And then my other goal yeah. for us at the podcast is um, similar to the Congress one, mm-hmm. but to start participating in industry events. Yeah. Um, I think serious business was our first kind of the giveaway we did yeah, and the yeah. interviews with Deborah Neil Baker and Carol Gusto, um, who are the founders of serious business. That was our first kind of step in that direction. Yeah. But I would love to, again, do some live podcasts on stage at serious business at Congress mm-hmm. at the Redkin symposium at yeah. um, the cow virtual events and things that they've done. The what cow? What's the that? Manufacturers of Orbe and oh, okay. well and yeah. K-A-O, not okay. C-O-W. I was like, oh, that's a little unfortunate. <laughs> K-A-O. I get it now. I think it's a Japanese owned. I don't know. Is it, or does it K-O-W for like? K-A-O. K-A-O? Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, anyways, so like that, but yeah. kind of take us outside of our yeah. comfort zone, but also put us on stage at some things Yeah. Um, so we can do some. I love when my favorite podcasts do live yes. events. I think that's Same. great. I love them. And that's such an easy way um, because anyone listening that organizes those, we won't charge. To just We yeah. just want to be there. If you didn't just I mean, hear us, we're like free 99. <laughs> and we're going to have such hot bodies by then. You're going to want us on your stage. Listen, and like I said, I'm very comfortable in front of several thousand people. Same Z. He so. can sing. I can dance. We are like <laughs> everything you could need. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Um, okay. Professional front. Okay. What are some professional goals you have? Um, I have two. So I... As most of you know, I started with a new salon this last year, salon and spa, um, and I have I introduced a lot of big changes. We changed software system and pay structure and a few other things, and so now we're really getting into the nitty gritty of things, and we're really starting to be able to focus. Like next week, we have our first all team meeting, and we're going to introduce. Actually, the day this airs, we'll be introducing tracking for numbers and really diving into what numbers mean, and so the. Th- the theme of the year for my team is going to be numbers and it's a whole year because numbers are very difficult to grasp and uh, fully understand and, and get in the flow. So really taking each quarter, I have it uh, divided up by each quarter, what benchmark we'll be looking at and implementing contest and uh, protocols and um, resources for each team member to be able to be successful in those benchmarks and take each benchmark one quarter at a time. We're going to start tracking everything, but each quarter will break down what each one at the team meeting, what it means, how it works, the way, why it works and, and give them scripting and resources and everything they will need to be successful in that benchmark. Um, because there really hasn't been like this tracking system in Mm -hmm. this way Mm -hmm. before it's been a lot of, okay, here's your retail goal and your service goal. And to me, I don't care about those numbers. I could care less about the total at the end of the month. Um, obviously, I like I know need to know those numbers when it comes to profit and expenses and budgets and things like that. But for the individual stylist, if they're meeting their 
pre-book, productivity, retention, and RPCT, those four benchmarks, if they're meeting those, it will all everything work. Else falls in everything place. else falls in place without having to focus on a dollar amount versus the care of each individual guest will contribute to those benchmarks, which will contribute to your service and retail. Yeah. And so that one's, that's a big, huge one mm-hmm. to really dive into numbers. And especially in our industry, it's very hard for a lot of people to grasp and not be intimidated by numbers. And so that's why I want to take it very slow over the course of a year really work on each benchmark separately. Yep, I agree. I think my two that I always look at is client count and average ticket. Yeah. Those two, like you're either doing more people or you're doing more business with the people you yeah. have. The, service the, per service will be in there. That yeah. one's, yeah. 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 Um, and then my like leadership type of goal is going to be um, a mindset change for me. So I've really... Um, worked on not emotionally reacting Mm -hmm. and verbally out loud um, trying to be more gracious in my leadership and curious, asking a lot more why questions and how, um, but really... I feel like you're good at that. Where do you feel like your improvement you're, you're looking for is? So in my head. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's kind of a personal thing, yeah, but yeah. more for my own mental health, really. Got it. Um, to not instantly... I've gotten really good at when a situation happens, pulling back for a second, gathering my thoughts, letting the crazy settle down inside my head, mm-hmm. and then reacting or um, dealing with whatever it needs to be. Mm-hmm. I'm, I really want my first thought to be more positive. I want the first thing that comes out of my head to be able to come out of my mouth right away and it be more positive. And um, actually the owner really puts it really well is just to be more curious and not make assumptions. Cause my first assumption, like when someone calls in sick and it's been this way for years is they're not sick. Yeah. (laughs) They're total. And so those kinds of things. And you know, we've learned with COVID We've had several people, especially in this last couple months, um, we've, o- we've been very lucky. We've only had two people total this year actually have COVID and, or no, three. All three times have never come from the salon mm-hmm. and they've never had direct contact with the rest of the team during their exposure. Mm-hmm. So they've always gotten outside of the salon. So very grateful for that. But we've had many people as direct contacts. And so it's, we've learned we've had to move books for two weeks every time and it works out and it's not that big of a deal. So now if someone calls in sick for one day, it's kind of like, okay, we just moved someone else's books for two weeks. So (laughs) we got this one day. It's fine. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's true. What about your professional goals? Um, Okay. Kind of back to full circle, like the beginning of our conversation is that I, I knew how to work one way that I did for, 10, 11 years. And then this year has brought a screeching halt to that. And I've learned to work a different way. Now I need to almost melt the two worlds together, Mm -hmm. whether I do get to travel or not. Um, Like I mentioned before, I used to go to every salon at least every 30 days. So I kind of had this safety net to fall back on of regardless of how much I connected them when I with them when I wasn't there I would impact their entire team at least once a month which mm. kept them connected to the brand and I think I need to learn how to do that now 
with a combination of the two things. So instead of falling back to what it was or staying with what it is, design this new way of being. So I'm kind of like going to completely restructure how it is I service salons and what my service cycle looks like. And, um, I am famous for every year I break it down and build up a new strategy. Mm -hmm. And then three months in, I've fallen back into whatever's served me in the past. So I also want to make the conscious discipline to move through the discomfort of a learning curve and practice something until it becomes the way that I do it rather than practice it for a few weeks. And then when shit hits the fan and I'm like, Oh my God, I just need to like get this salon back on track. Yeah instead of throwing everything out and going back to what I know has worked for me in the past, stay the path. So I'm taking some time to truly strategize so that I do have faith in the Mm -hmm. whatever system I choose to roll out. Um, So what are you just curious? Cause I am totally that way too. And I'm like, I have all these ideas and this is what I'm going to do. And then like you said, when shit hits the fan, it all kind of goes out the window or, It doesn't become my routine. How are you going? What are some ways? Like for me, I have to write things out. If I don't write it out, it is not happening long term. Yeah. I, a couple of things. I think that, um, and this holds true for personal relationships or professional relationships. You teach people how to treat you or you teach people how to work with you. Mm. So for my salons who call me at one in the morning, text me, at one in the morning, do all these things. I've trained them that that's okay because I, I'll always get, I'll always get on top of it. Mm. So first what I'm going to do is I'm going to put together something. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a zoom, a document, a video. I don't know that answer yet, yeah. but of this is how you can utilize me to create growth in your business. I'm almost going to present to them. This is what your relationship with me can look like. And then invite them back to almost a la carte from that. What pieces of that align with your business goals? Mm. And from there, let's put together a system. So I don't, you know, the answer isn't going to be the same for everyone. The few things that I have learned work really well for me is block scheduling. Okay. And what that means is instead of going into my office every day and being like, all right, (laughs) what are we going to do today? You know, having like the first hour of my day, I always clear my email. I always respond to emails. The second hour of my day, I always analyze every salon's numbers. The third hour of the day, I always reach out to anybody who is less than 25% to go or whatever it is. You know, like having a template. Yeah for me to fall back into because otherwise I'm really good at being busy, but not moving the dial. Okay. You just uh, totally inspired me because I forgot to mention one of my other goals. And that is when I first moved here, I was out with everyone. I was still getting to know my team. So I was out with them in, you know, out on the floor at the desk in the spa, Mm -hmm. just getting to know people in the break room a lot. And, several for several months I've just been kind of huddled in my office just Mm -hmm. trying to stay busy and and get work done doing schedules and all these other things and I know that if I created something I could be with my team more Mm -hmm. and because just the other day one of our hairstylists was like I just happened to be in the break room I was gonna eat lunch real quick in there and she was like I really miss having you in the break room on lunches and I was like oh really and I was like 
have I not been here that much? She's like, no, not really. And I was like, oh, okay. And so that got me thinking, like, I need to be with them more. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not, I'm not teaching or not coaching. It's just to be with them. Mm -hmm. So I like that block scheduling. So I can, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do something like that. So the way, like the vision I have behind it is like, again, I'm really visual with the way I do things is like brainstorm everything that I need to do in a week to cover my bases. Okay. So connect with each owner, connect with their team, um, analyze their business, stay on top of Aveda promotions, like execute promotions, bring things from Aveda corporate down to the salon level. Um, Look at their growth. Look at their benchmarks. Look at their color sales. Look at their, like all of the things I need to do, I put all of those on an individual post-it. Mm-hmm. And then I clump them together by what things have common common threads to them. So okay. like when I'm looking at their benchmarks, I can clump together their percentage of color versus their percentage of skincare. I can clump mm-hmm. all those together. And then so I'll end up with these like eight or ten like buckets okay. that have different tasks in them. And then from there, I'll look at that and how many of these things happen daily, happen weekly, happen monthly, happen quarterly, and almost all of them fall into a weekly. Yeah. So the things that happen every single day is clearing my inbox at the beginning and at the end of every day. That's the first hour and the last hour of my office day. Every single day. Nice. Um, and then in the, the second hour is always analyzing my business. So what changes, though, day by day is sometimes I'm analyzing the salon's business. Sometimes I'm analyzing my business, how much they're purchasing from me. Sometimes I'm a- analyzing industry averages. So that will change day by day what I'm analyzing. But that second of hour day of the hour of the day is always analysis. Gotcha. The other thing, and then, so then I'll go down the line and then I literally put in my calendar blocks with color codes. That means that's what I'm doing. The other thing that I put in there is like, I'll put a little hour block in there. That's like call or text five accounts. I don't know who it's going to be, Yeah. but I might scroll on social media and see something cute and then call them and be like, Hey, Phil, I love that video you did. That was super cute. Would you share with me a few tips and tricks that I could share with the rest of the network of how you did that? So there is you yeah. know, space for things like that. Um, but the other thing that I think has made the greatest impact for me that owners and managers could make a version of this for mm-hmm. you, I have a paper printout, like old school paper printout yeah. of every single one of my accounts. And it's just all of their names in a list with a little like space next to it with a little box. Okay. And every Monday I start a new one and every Friday I check it off to make sure I had some connection with every mm. account that week. So for an owner or manager, yeah. you could do that for your team members. Yeah. You would have a list of everyone's name. And so when you're in the break room, if you are sitting there and you and team member are chit-chatting for 20 minutes while you're having lunch, when you go back into your office, you would jot down next to their name, you know, Wednesday lunch chat. Um, so that way, Thursday or Friday comes around and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't even spoken to Philip this week or I yeah. haven't even called that salon this week. So then I know my last hour before my last hour where I clear my emails is always finish the checklist hour. Ooh, and like anybody that. who doesn't have something written next to their name, I might even just text them. Hey, thinking about you. Hope you guys had a great week. Please reach out if I can do anything to support you. You know, I'm around for the next couple yeah. of hours. Otherwise, let's chat Monday. Or some people it might... 
you know, be a DM on Instagram. I don't, you know, everyone's relationship is so different, but it's a good way for me to like, I definitely can go into the weekend knowing everybody had some point of touch from me throughout the week. Love that. So I, but I need to re vision all of that. You know what I'm saying? So like I've been doing it with this exclusive virtual way. Now I need to kind of move it into no longer just like, what can I do to help you like emotionally get through COVID? I, it's time to <laughs> yeah. get back to, okay, where are we at with our yeah. numbers? How are we growing the business? Cause yeah. we are going to be growing this year. We're no longer in like that survival mode. It's yeah. time to step into yeah. thriving again. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so that Love is it. the world's longest answer <laughs> <laughs> for what I'm doing different with my business in 2020. No, I, I'm all of it. I'm doing all. Like tomorrow, this week, I am in the office one day. And so I'm going to be, I'm getting ready for a team meeting next week, but I'm going to be, I'm going to start that. I love love it. I love it. Well, I hope everybody got some little nuggets, some tidbits out of everything we're doing. If you want to join us on our weight loss journeys, on our way we're doing business, if you want to help us get to stage at Congress, um, engage with us in any way that you would like. But we'd love to hear from you guys, especially on Instagram. We are at the Beautiful Hustle Podcast. DM us, message us, comment, let us know what you're liking so we can bring you more of it. Hey, and this year I am going to be doing something also a little different with social media. I want to be more interactive and engaging. So um, we learned with Tatum that, uh, you know, it's social media. Let's be social. Let's be positive on it and kind of take social media back and make it this really awesome thing to help each other out and support because we're all small businesses. And so I'm going to be commenting and liking a lot more instead of just wasting the scroll time. Um, So follow us. We will follow you and we will engage. So engage with us. Head over to Instagram at the Beautiful Hustle Podcast, at Jessica 406 Saunders, at Philip Procopio, uh, all on Instagram. And let's start socializing. Let's spread some love. I'm in it. I think 2020, we've had enough crap. So let's make 2020 the year of engagement and social uh, just make it a great year and just be positive. So until next time, everyone stay beautiful and keep hustling. 